Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Aaron Shafawalaf, my colleague at MRM. This week, we've been talking about witnessing strategies, some things that tend to work better than others. But today, we want to talk about a strategy that has to do with slowing down and listening to the individual that we are talking to. I can relate to this, Aaron, because sometimes when you know your subject, you can have a tendency to want to spill everything you know and overwhelm the individual to where they're going to walk away, probably not remembering a whole lot of what you had to say. So why don't you explain what you mean by a good strategy is to just slow down and listen to what the person we're talking to has to say. Yeah, I I like to recount how I have interacted with people from Chicago coming through Salt Lake and New York and sometimes from California. And the experience is very different for me because the personalities, especially from New York, might be a bit more direct and brash and bold and cutting to the point. I can relate to that because my family is from New York. All right. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about. I'm not a native to Utah originally. I'm, I'm from elsewhere, from the Midwest mostly, and I have a more animated personality, and I'm, I am tempted to hold people hostage with excited monologues, so I have to work uh, consciously and hard to slow down and listen. And it's especially helpful in Utah and among the uh, Intermountain West Mormon people because the culture here, different from Chicago and New York, is very sensitive. They're very conflict-avoidant. They're very soft-spoken in general. Uh, on average, they, they tend to lean in the uh, soft-spoken, gentle, sort of avoiding uh, <laughs> animation and passion and belly laughter. They're a bit more reserved here, and it can make for better, longer-lasting conversations in Utah, and uh, it can help you release unnecessary tension or re- reduce it, prevent it, if we can slow down and listen. So one, one of my tips for people who are dealing with perhaps a sensitive person who just seems like you're not going to be able to say much without them running away is to slow down. And one of the ways you can slow down is to listen. So I have have 10 reasons here why I think biblically we should slow down and, and listen. One is that restraint shows wisdom. Proverbs 17, 27, whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Maybe you have 10 things you'd like to say in response to somebody, but the Bible says if you restrain your words and you exercise a cool spirit, you're showing yourself to be a wise man of understanding. Number two, patient listening is contrary to a quick temper. My goodness, I do not want to do evangelism with people who have a bad temper. They need to stay home. I'm a sinner. I have my own fleshly temptations, and I need to restrain my own flesh. So patient listening is a really good 
uh, disinfectant or a weapon against my own, if I have any temper inside of me, I, I really want to re- suppress and, and kill that as best I can. So this is what the Bible says in Proverbs fourteen twenty nine: Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. And James 1, 19 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. When I recite this with my kids, we say, slow to speak and slow to anger. Number three, patient listening helps slow a conversation down and reduce unnecessary quarreling or tension. Second Timothy 2.24, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. So even if this person is being uh, rude to you or evil towards you, you still have an opportunity to be patient. Number four, it is shameful to hastily speak. Proverbs eighteen thirteen: if anyone gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. It's very important when talking with Latter-day Saints to ask good diagnostic questions, to listen, to figure out where they're coming from. They might be a committed Latter-day Saint. They might be a, a kind of a closeted, progressive Uh, liberal, agnostic-leaning Latter-day Saint, Uh, they might not believe anything in the Latter-day Saint tradition, uh, or they might already have some qualms they're struggling through. Um, They might have uninformed positions that don't match up with what their own tradition teaches. So it's good to, to not jump on something too quickly. It's good to slow down and listen and process. If I might comment on that, because... Sometimes it's easy for us to assume, based on what we understand Mormon theology to teach, that we might assume that that individual believes what his church is teaching when that may not be the case at all. We don't know, for instance, in many cases, how long that individual has been a member of the church. It may be a new convert you might be talking to. That might be a great question to ask up front to give you an idea of who you are talking to. Just ask some questions to find out perhaps the background this individual has, the experience that they have in this faith before we start making a lot of these assumptions. And I think you're you're making an excellent point. Asking questions certainly will prevent us from making false assumptions. When we get them to answer the questions, now we know exactly where they are, and that kind of gives us a platform from which we can work with. Number five, we are less likely to act foolishly if we keep our cool. So if you're like me and you've spent some time doing evangelism and you've spent enough years doing it, you have regrets. You, Oh, I should not have said that. That was such a foolish thing to say. That was a hasty thing to say. I'm less likely to act foolish if I keep my cool. In Proverbs 14, 17, it said, A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Number six, patience is persuasive. Proverbs fifteen fifteen. with patience, a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue may break a bone. Number seven, restraining your words means you will have less to regret. A little bit of a repeat. Proverbs 21, 23 says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. <laughs> I want to minimize the trouble being 
by nature restrained. Character, being characterized by restraint will help me have less to regret. Number eight, it's prudent to just let some things slide. Proverbs 12, 16, the vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. So someone might be being rude to you. Uh, there might be some paper cuts or things that you can pick at, and it's good for a wise person to, to let a lot slide. Perhaps you hear five false things and you want to uh, enumerate each one and debunk them all, or maybe it's better to just pick one and patiently and kindly address it and graciously just overlook other misstatements. I think you make a good point there because there have been many times when I'm having a conversation with a Latter-day Saint and they are relating things that I know historically are not completely accurate. They've gotten their facts a little bit mixed up. If I were to nitpick everything that individual says, I'm going to come off to that individual as an obnoxious know-it-all and probably not someone that they would want to spend a lot of time with. (laughs) See, I I guess my goal is I want to portray myself in a way that this person is comfortable talking to me. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go out of my way and make that uncomfortable. Some of the things I'm going to say about the gospel and the differences that we believe is going to make them uncomfortable enough. I don't need to exacerbate that problem. Number nine. Listening helps you ponder how to answer. Proverbs fifteen twenty eight: The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. So by slowing down and listening, you have more space and time to process, to think. My dad once talked about going to hear Francis Schaeffer speak. Wow. And he would have that a, goes back. a Q&A. And uh, there would be a hostile question maybe from the audience and he would stroke his beard and think for a minute about an answer. I wish I was more like that. I've said some very foolish, hasty things. I wish I was slower to ponder an answer. And lastly, number 10, you can silently pray for someone even as you are actively listening to them. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. So it's not that I'm tuning out what a person's telling me or um, I'm in la-la land and then praying as an alternative to listening. No, I'm actively listening. I, I believe it's, it's possible to actively listen to someone and then simultaneously say in your heart, Lord, please bless this person. Please open their eyes. Help me, Lord, to act patient and kind to this person. Lord, help these seeds to be effective. Please, Lord. Bathing what you're thinking and uh, listening to and about to say with prayer uh, is a great way to slow down and listen and be filled with the Spirit for the work of evangelism. You had said something earlier in the week that I wanted to address again, and you just made a good segue for that, and that is we need to also remember the individuals that we're talking to after we stop talking to them praying for them that God would open their eyes, that the things that were said could be hopefully used by the Holy Spirit to bring an individual unto Christ. And I I don't think sometimes we consciously remember a lot of the people that we talk to. Sometimes uh, in the case of when we used to go to the Mormon miracle pageant in Manti, we were talking to hundreds of people over a two-week period, and it's kind of difficult to 
remember all the people that we were talking to. You talked about in an earlier show of having a debrief and maybe recounting some of the things that were brought up and the names of the individuals that we were talking to. I try to do that myself. I want to remember some of these people, as many of them as I can. What is their name? What was it about them that the conversation brought out? And hopefully to remember some of these things, because I, I think you're right, we, we do and we should remember these people before the Lord. And we do take prayer to be a very serious element in our evangelism efforts. Uh, we've mentioned it this week. We, we cannot expect for a minute to think our eloquence is really going to bring anybody to Christ. That doesn't mean we have a lesser responsibility to present a faithful and good witness. I think we are mandated from the New Testament to do that, but certainly that's not what opens the eyes of people. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson is set to be released on September 13th. But if you'd like to get a signed copy, Eric will be at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore on Saturday, September 17th from noon to 5, and we'll be happy to sign your copy. Once again, the bookstore is located right there at 1358 South and West Temple, just west of the Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake City. That's Saturday, September 17th from noon to 5 p.m. We hope to see you there.